Hi, I'm Mark, and welcome to Words of Truth. I appreciate you joining me today. I've been considering the meaning of Luke chapter 4, verses 5 through 7. You remember this. It happens during the temptation of Jesus in the wilderness when Satan comes to Jesus, and he says to him, To you I will give all this authority and their glory, for it has been delivered to me, and I give it to whom I will. If you then will worship me, it will all be yours. Now that's an odd statement because the question I have is what authority is Satan talking about? I mean, is he lying to Jesus about the authority he has to give? Or does he really have authority over the earth? And how does this relate to God's sovereignty over all things? Have you ever considered those questions? Now, hypothetically, if Jesus had have worshipped Satan, well, he would have abdicated his divine authority and would have ceased to be God. And if Jesus wasn't God, then Satan would be God, and he would have given Jesus the whole world and yet still control the world because then Jesus wouldn't be God anymore. He would have been Satan's lackey. Now, as I said, this is all hypothetical because that didn't happen, and it couldn't have happened, and Satan was a fool for suggesting it. I mean, he's just an idiot. He's always saying stupid, half-true things. But did you notice the words in verse 6 when Satan said, I will give all authority and their glory, for it has been delivered to me. You see, it was God who delivered that authority to him when God cursed the earth after the fall of Adam and Eve. And so Satan does indeed have a lot of power in this world, but he doesn't have ultimate power. No, no, no. We're not dualists. Uh, we don't believe that God and Satan are duking it out in the heavenly somewhere for power in the universe. No, God is God, not Satan. And all the power Satan has is because God has given him permission. In fact, Satan doesn't have any authority to do anything God doesn't permit him to do for his own purposes. But a good example of this is when God gave to Satan permission to afflict the Old Testament character of Job. And even at that, God restricted how far Satan could go. Nevertheless, Satan's power in this world is terrible and vast. We read in 1 John chapter 5 and verse 19 that the whole world lies in the power of the evil one. And Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 and 2, we read, And you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit is that, that, that is now at work in the sons of disobedience. And 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 4 says that the God of this world has blinded the minds of the unbelievers. And Jesus said to his, to his disciples on the night before his crucifixion in John chapter 14, verse 30, I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming. And yet, as Satan came against Jesus in his final hours, Jesus pronounced in Luke chapter 22, and verse 53, But this is your hour and the power of darkness. In other words, Jesus was saying, I'm going to give you one hour, 
And in that one hour, I'm giving you permission to do all the evil that you can muster, and then that'll be it. Finished. You see, Jesus was about to deliver a decisive blow against Satan. And Jesus said in John 16, verse 11, the ruler of this world is judged. Isn't that a great, great verse? The ruler of this world is judged. And in John 12, 31, he said, now is the judgment of this world. Now will the ruler of this world be cast out. The most important passage on Satan's defeat is found in Colossians chapter 2, verses 13 and 15, to 15, where it says, And you who were dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made alive together with him, having forgiven all our trespasses by canceling the record of debt that stood against us with its legal demands. This he set aside, nailing it to the cross. He disarmed the rulers and authorities, and that's Satan, and put them to open shame by triumphing over them in him. Wow, that's such a great passage. He says that the entire record of your life that you regret has been canceled. Why? Because he nailed it to the cross. And furthermore, he disarmed the rulers and authorities by putting them to open shame and triumphing over them. That means that if Satan stands in the courtroom of accusation, when he looks into the folder on you, what does he find? Nothing. It's blank. He doesn't have anything to accuse you of and is therefore powerless. Why? Because there isn't any unforgiveness there isn't any unforgiven sin against God's children. Now, in every battle with the devil, we can have total confidence of a final victory. Romans chapter 8 verses 38 and 39 says it this way, for our, I am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers that's satanic power included, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. In other words, as 1 John chapter 4 and verse 4 so aptly phrases it, he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Never forget that. In fact, every day you get up, repeat that phrase, He who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Because 1 Peter says that Satan is like a roaring lion seeking somebody to devour. Oh, he's still on the prowl today. He's still trying to tempt and to defeat and to control people and to get even with God. But Satan knows that he's a defeated foe to everyone who calls on the name of the Lord. And guess what? He doesn't stand a chance. Don't give him a foothold. And you too can have God's victory. Thanks for listening today. I'll see you next time.